last time we looked at the fact that the Lord has saved us from beginning to end. He has saved us. He loved us. He chose us. He sanctified us. He called us. Start to finish. All, all that I did, all that you and I did was just receive everything that he's done. That's all we did. We can't take any credit for it. And, and so, because of that, or rather the question is, so now what do we do? do can we just cruise? Because he's done it all, right? He's done it all, so I can just cruise, and he's, he's, he's in charge. He's, he's the Lord, and I can just kind of sit back and cruise. Yes? No? Maybe? What would you want to do? I guess that's the question. I can tell you what I'd want to do. Just put it in neutral. Just let it cruise. Yeah, cruise control. You know, you like driving on cruise control? I do. And I start thinking about other things, and you get to realize, wait a minute, I'm driving. Yeah. Cruise control isn't always that of a cruise. But that's not what 2 Thessalonians chapter 15 Chapter 2, verse 15, I should say, says. Look down, let's read it together. It says, so then, because of what God has done, in verse 15 and verse 13 through 15, so then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teachings that we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. So then, it's kind of like, well, you read those other verses and you go, well, so? Well, so then, this is what we're called to do. We're called to have a part. We're called to respond. We're called to think about what he's done and make a response to it. And the response isn't, I hate to say, just put it in neutral and cruise. The response is to stand firm and to hold on. That's what I want to talk about today, to stand firm and to hold on. You and I have a part. We looked the week before about the fact that we make a choice, right? We have choices. Our choices matter. We make a choice. But then we see that God is the, he's the, really the one in charge of it all. He's really the one that does all the work. It's all related to him and his power. But, but you and I still have a part to play. We never, we never are free from responsibility. We're never free from that part that you and I need to get involved. And so... He says, because of everything that God's done and kind of responds to everything that God has done, you and I, we need to hold on to that. We need to stand firm on that. And the things that we face in this life, because the things we face in this life are sometimes big, right? Have you ever faced a storm in your life, anybody? Have you ever faced a hurricane in your life? It gets worse, doesn't it? Have you ever faced stuff that, that you just don't know? I, there's, I, I'm not going to make it through this. I don't see how I'm going to get through this. You know, if you're not facing one right now, I hate to say this, but I guarantee you, you will be facing one sometime in the future. Whether it's the near future or the far future. Let's hope it's the far future. But these things come, don't they? The storms, they come. The waters rise. And things happen in this life. I hate to say it, but it's true. It's going to be different when we get to the other side. It's going to be different when we get there. But until we get there, we, we have to look to the Lord and, and look to who He is and stand firm on, on that, on the fact that it's His power, His strength, His might, and hold on to those things that we have. And, and what I want to say is that we need to anchor ourselves into something or someone. Now, 
these words, I want to just give you a little definition. These words, stand firm, and then the other one, hold on. The word stand firm, uh, basic, the basic meaning of that is to be stationary. In other words, to, to stand firm in one place. To stand where you are. Now, I understand, and, and, I, and I know this to be a fact, that there are times when you and I need to move really fast, right? And, and we're in a place sometimes where we need to really fast, get out of there as fast as we can. Flee youthful lust, the Bible says, right? There are times when we need to just get out of there and put it into gear and get out of there as fast as we can. But what he's talking about here is to stand firm on the rock and hold on to the teaching, hold on to God's word. So to be stationary and take this stand, and then the word hold on, it, it actually has in, in, in the word itself, it has this idea of using strength where you actually grab a hold as strong as you can, putting some effort into it, some strength into it. Too many of us are just so casual, right? Well, you know, we're, we're just casual with our faith. We're just casual with our walk with Jesus. And Calvary Chapel is a casual kind of place. You can come casual. You can, you know, it's too casual. The fact of the matter is there's times for us to be casual, but there's times when we got to hold on. When those winds come and the storms come, and they will and they do, if you're not holding on, guess what's going to happen? Use some strength to seize it, to retain it, the word says. So we need to stand firm on something. We need to hold on to something. And really the context here tells us that it's the Lord himself and everything that God has done for us. That's what we hold on to. The context of the New Testament and what Paul is saying about the teachings, about the doctrine, about the, the things that were passed on, that's the God's word. We need to hold on to God's word. We need to put some strength into it, some effort into it, and to really grab a hold of that word that he's given to us. You know, some places, I heard about it on the radio, uh, some places, you know, they don't have the freedom that we have to have Bibles. And so they said, I heard this guy talking, I think he was in Cambodia, he said for two years they had one Bible in this fellowship. And the leader of the church had the Bible and he would just share it with the people. But then gradually they began to have their own Bibles. We have such a different perception, don't we? We have like 12 different Bibles at home. How many do you have at home? I guess the better question is, how many do we read? How many do we actually open? Because you can have 15 Bibles at home and don't make you any more spiritual. It doesn't make you any stronger as a believer. You could have them all on the shelf lined up. Look at me. I've, I've got the most versions. I've got the most Bibles of anybody on the block. And then you get in your car and you screech out. And then you, you know... Make faces at the people, your neighbors, and then, you know, they're going, who, who is that guy again? Oh, yeah, that's the pastor. Yeah, yeah. He's got Bibles at his house. I, I, I looked in there one time. I saw the big bookshelf with all the Bibles and the spiritual books. But, you know, he didn't really care about me when, you know, my house was burning. He didn't really get involved in, in what was going on in my life. Anchored. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. and I, These verses, I think I, I'm tying them together with this idea of standing firm and holding on because it's so important about what we stand firm on, what we build upon, what we build our house, what we build our lives upon. Matthew chapter 7, if you'll turn with me. 
and verse 24. Anybody know what, what this passage is a part of? Someone said it, yeah, back here and then someone over here. Sermon on the Mount, these chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, he says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like, excuse me, a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew. And beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. He talks here about the rock. He talks about building our house on the rock, anchoring our lives securely to that rock. This is absolutely fundamental that you and I would, we're going to build on something. The truth is, we are going to build on something. We're going to anchor ourselves to something. But is it substantial? Is it? something that is going to get us through, something that is going to make it. Notice he says they're not just those who hear the word, but also those who put them into practice, those who do the word. As I already said, though, the rains will come, the streams will rise, the wind will blow. But you and I will stand if we are anchored to him and if we're holding on to his word. One of the other uh, uh, accounts of this uh, teaching of Jesus in Luke, he says that they dug down deep and they built on the rock. And then it says the other one that didn't, it says they just built on the ground with no foundation at all. They built on something, but it was just ground, it was just dirt. But the others, they actually, they actually dug down deep to get to the rock. That speaks to me about some effort. That speaks to me about the fact that, that we need to put something into it, that we, that, that we do have a part to play. We can't just sit back and say, well, God's going to take care of it all. The truth is, He is going to take care of it all, right? But to just sit there and say, well, God's going to take care of it all, and I'm just going to sit here, you know, reading my paper and watching my program and, and not, not having an active involvement in what God is doing, not a good idea. He says to stand firm and hold on, to be anchored to the rock, to be anchored to his word, to build our lives, build our life and, and build our house upon him. Say, how do you do that? Well, the first way to do that is prayer. The first way to do that is prayer. God, I want to build my life upon you. God, I want to, I want to stand upon your word. Of course, we need to read his word to have something to hold on to. If we never read, if you, got, if you never put it in, you're never going to be able to hold on to it, right? So there's this uh, daily kind of discipleship of following Jesus, opening his word, reading what it says. But David says this. He says uh, in Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the, war, for the Lord. And he turned to me and he heard my cry. And he lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. And he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. So that's why I say it begins with prayer. He said he heard my cry and he, he actually lifted us. 
He, he lifts us up out of the mud and the mire and he puts us on that rock. Following on from what we saw last week, you know, you and I just can't like do this on our own. We need to ask him to help us to do it. We need to build on the rock, but we can't even build on the rock unless we ask him, help us. Lift us up out of that slime and that muck and the mire and, and actually put us on the rock that we can build upon the rock. See, it always gets back to him. Say, well, you're telling me that I need to stand firm and I need to hold on and I need to put some effort out. Yeah, but it always gets back to him and what he is doing and his power in our lives. So we always need to kind of turn our focus to him. It says, he set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. David went through all kinds of stuff in his life. So it begins with prayer for us to stand firm for us to build our lives, to anchor into the rock and his word, it begins with prayer where we call out to him. He heard my cry. He hears, he hears our cries. When things start you know, getting a little out of control, what do you do? You, you begin to pray. You get in a quiet place. You go, if you have to go and close yourself in the bathroom, say, there's too much noise in my house. I can't find anywhere to pray. Listen, the, most bathrooms that I know of have locks on the door, right? You say, well, now he's really getting strange. I don't want to go in there and pray. That's like weird. Well, then find somewhere else. Find a closet. The King James Version talks about a closet. Go in the closet and shut the door and fall on your face before God, and, and God will hear your cry. Why do you say that? Because I know I do it. I've been in that place so many times in, in all these years that, that it's just getting to that place where you fall on the ground before God and say, God, I just cannot do it. I can't make it. I, it's too much, too much wind, too much storm. The, the, the waters are rising and I'm just about, to, just about to drown. And, and, and I've just seen him answer so many times. It's incredibly. The peace begins to come. Does it happen instantaneously? Not usually. Not right that second usually. Sometimes, maybe, but most often you just have to pray and then trust and then you begin to see things begin to change. But what really changes is what? We change. We begin to hold on. We begin to look in the right place and get peace because we're focused on Him rather than focused on the waves and the wind. Stand firm and hold on, anchored to the rock, anchored to his word. I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. For the second thing here, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. First Corinthians 16, 13. He says, be on your guard. Stand firm or stand fast in what? In the faith. Be men and women of courage. Be strong. Be on your guard. Watch out. He says, stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in that, in that faith. And what basically what faith is, is trust that you that you're going to stand firm, but you're going to do it through trusting in Him. Not my own strength. Not my own secret, you know, Boy Scout knot. 
faith in Him that He's going to get me through. And, and I'm building my life on Him. I trust Him. I trust Him. But notice he says there, be on your guard because there are plenty of things that, are, that come at us that, try, that are trying to push us off the rock, that are trying to push us away from the Word. And it happens. It happens all the time, doesn't it? It's a battle. It's a battle. But he says to stand firm and to be anchored to the rock. Hold on to his Word. There's a verse in Isaiah says this, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Very important for us to realize that our faith is, is very valuable. The faith that we have, we need to guard it, protect it. Because it's what keeps us going, our faith, our trust in, in the Lord. Not trust in ourselves, not faith in our faith, but faith in Him and and what he can, what he will, and what he's going to do. There's a few other places I, I found this word stand. In Ephesians chapter 6, he says stand firm. And then he talks about the armor. That there's battles that we need to face and we need to stand firm. In Colossians, he says to stand firm in, in all the will of God. To stand firm in what God's will is important. We have this guidance from the Lord. James says to stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. That we can stand firm on the rock and be anchored. Why? Because we know that, that God is he's, he's going to come back for me. That Jesus is going to return. That it's not always going to be this way. We've got to remind ourselves that. That, that there is a brighter place, a brighter, a brighter day ahead for you and for me. Stand firm and hold on to the word. I really like what Jesus said in John chapter 8. He says, if you hold to my teaching, if you hold to my teaching, I'm talking about holding on to the word, if you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. If you really hold on to my word, if you hold on to my teaching, you're going to know what the truth is. There's a lot of mistruth in this world all around us but to know the truth the truth when we hold on to Jesus's word the word of God with all of our strength it's not always easy though is it you say well you know what you're the pastor and you can talk like this and you've got an easy life and you just sit around praying all day long and you have no idea what life is really like for me Maybe not, but God's Word says that we hold on to Him, hold on to His Word, hold on to His teaching. He's going to get us through. But I want to say this, that you have no idea what I go through. <laughs> and not because I'm a pastor, just because I'm human. You have no idea the struggles that I face. I don't get up here and tell you everything I go through. Maybe I should. I'm just going to air all my dirty laundry. And then you're going to go, well, I'm going somewhere else right now. <laughs> what are you going to hold on to? What am I going to hold on to? What am I going to build my life and, 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 and anchor my life to? Is it my IRA? And some of you are going like, what is that? I don't, I don't know what that is. Am I going to anchor myself to my cash? He's got a picture there. Can you show that? This is one of my favorites. Look at that. Now, is that secure or what? 
Some of you are going, well, there's a few more there than I, than I have in my pile. Those look like hundreds or maybe 20s, I don't know. Anchor to that. Yeah, that's going to hold you. That's going to get you through, right? Maybe we're anchored to our health or maybe our stuff, our popularity. And then we start to get a little bit older and things begin to change, right? We, we go from being, you know, in, in, you know, the book of who's who to the who's he, right? I heard that somewhere. I didn't make that up. Things all change. I want to make this statement because I think it's important. And the statement is this. Keep a loose grip on the things of this world and a tight grip on the things of the Lord. We've got to keep a loose grip, a loose, loose hold on the things of this world, but, but keep a very tight grip on the things of the Lord. Be anchored into that rock. Peter said that he was talking to the people and he said, I, I'm going to remind you. He says, I'm going to remind you of the things that you already know. He says, he says, I know that you are firmly established in them, but I'm still going to remind you. And so you and I need to be reminded all the time. It's like, hey, are, are we focused? Hey, are we really anchored? Hey, are we really holding on to the word? Say, well, do you say the same things over and over again? Well, yeah, but did we get it the first time or the second time or the third time? So Peter, Peter wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't afraid to keep reminding the people that they needed to be on the rock. I need to be reminded, well, am, am, am I really on the rock? Am I really anchored to the rock? Do I really have, can you show that anchor into the rock? Not that one. Oh, look at that. Are you really anchored deep into the rock? How many of you ever do rock climbing? Not a single one. Look at that. <laughs> I love it. I can tell you whatever I want, and you won't even know if it's true or not. <laughs> you know, I got this thing. I got this thing for my keys the other, the other day. Someone gave it to me. It's a little fish thing, you know, but it's one of those little things that you can, you know. But it says on it, not for rock climbing. <laughs> like, why not? It looks pretty strong. But the, the thing is, that, and for you and I to be like really anchored into the Word. I mean, they took a, they took a huge hammer. That didn't just go in there just like, you know, with your hand, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't hold. But they took a huge, giant sledgehammer, and they, and, they, and they probably drilled it somewhat first, and then they, and they whacked that thing in there. Are you and I really anchored like that to the Word, to the Lord, on the rock? Do we really have a tight grip on the things of the Lord, or, or really is our tight grip really on the stuff of this world, and, and the other one not so much? That's kind of what happens sometimes. We get like that, right? Do you? I do. Peter said, I'm going to remind you of these things. I'll always remind you of things. As long as I'm alive, I'm going to remind you of these things that you need to be anchored in the rock. It's Jesus. It's always Jesus. We need to stay that way. We need to always be willing to learn. Always be, be willing to grow. Always be willing to be challenged. 
when we get to the place where we think we know it all, we're in trouble, aren't we? We're absolutely in trouble, and we're, we're going to be in trouble. I want you to turn. There's, there's three verses I want to uh, look at as we close here. 1 Timothy chapter 1, first. Keep your, keep your hand in 1 Corinthians 15 because we're going to come back to that. But I want to, I want to um, look at Timothy first. 1 Timothy chapter 1. And then we'll come back to 1 Corinthians in a second. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. Paul talking to Timothy, he calls him his son. He said, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following them, you may fight the good fight, holding on to faith and a good conscience. Some have rejected these and so have shipwrecked their faith. Some have rejected these and shipwrecked their faith. They let go. They didn't have a strong hold on to their faith and a good conscience. He says, by, by holding on to these things, these, these prophecies that, that came from the Lord, he says, you're going you're gonna to fight the good fight by holding on to God's word. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 15. You're just there. Look at verse uh, 58. This is a good one to circle in your Bibles. He says, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. He seems to like to use that phrase a lot. Stand firm. Stand, stand your ground. He said, let nothing move you. Let nothing move you from that place of faith, that place of holding on to the rock, holding on to God's word. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let nothing move you. Next time you start to face something, remember this word. He says, let nothing move you. Stand your ground. Stand firm and hold on. Keep that anchor strong in the rock and in God's word. One last passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Turn ahead one page. And we get back around to where we started. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. We get back to where we started. And why do I say that? You'll see when we, when we read it. Look what it says there. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. See that? Who does it? It's God that does it in the end. That's why we start with prayer. We say, God, make, make my life uh, firm, strong upon the rock. It says He anointed us. He set His seal of ownership on us. He put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. He has done it all from beginning to end. It always goes back to Him. It always focuses back on Him. It's God who makes both, both us and you stand firm in Christ. And he's faithful. He'll, he will do it. He's faithful. He'll do it. He will make us strong. The question is, are we going to let him? Are we going to ask him? Are we going to come to him? 
when Moses and the people were at the Red Sea, right, they, they were frightened. They'd, they'd just come out of Egypt, but now they're at the Red Sea, and Pharaoh and his armies are right there on their tails, right? And they, they, they're, they're looking, now what are we going to do? Moses answered the people, he says, don't be afraid. He says, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Stand firm, stand your ground, and you're going to see what God will do, the deliverance. When King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, he, he faced a vast army. And it says here, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Ultimately, it's not our battle, but we need to show up and we need to stand our ground, trusting in him. He says, tomorrow march down against them. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. How many times you and I, you and I need to stand firm, stand our ground? Why? Because we're strong? No, because he's strong. Why? Because I can do it? No, because he's done it all. He's, he's the one beginning to end that we put our trust in. It's, he's, he's the guy. Stand firm. Hold on to the word. Keep a loose grip on the things of this world and a tight grip on the things of the Lord. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to be our Savior, to be our Lord, who, who gave his life for us to prove his love, to prove your love, that you, that you wanted to have a relationship with us. You want us to know you. You love us so much, and you love it when we love you in return. And Lord, we, we thank you that, that you have brought us into your family, those of us who have just said yes to you. And you've done it. We were lost. And you brought us into your family and, and gave us hope and a reason to live. But God, you know as well as we do that it's hard sometimes here. And, and, and for us, the waves come and the winds, the storms, the hurricanes in our lives, the tests, the battles, And you calling us to stand firm on the rock of Jesus, on the rock of our salvation. Stand firm on the word of God and what the word of God says, not what we feel, not what the world tells us, but to stand firm on you. We are going to make it. Don't be afraid. It's what you told the people of Israel. Don't be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will bring. Help us, Lord. We can't do it. We freely confess we cannot do it. But we read it that it's God who makes us stand firm. It's God that lifts us up out of the muck and the mire and, and places our feet on a rock and gives us a firm place to stand. So we look to you, God. We look to you. Father, I pray for any here today, maybe that have never began this journey, began this life of faith, of following Jesus as Lord and Savior. If that's you today, you can simply open your heart and life right now, today. It's an invitation. 
And Jesus says, come to me. I'll give you life. Trust in me. I'll forgive all your sins. All you have to do is say yes. All you have to do is open your heart and life to me. And you can do that here, right here now in your own heart and simply call out to him. The Bible says anyone and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's you and that's me. Father, thank you for this day, Lord. What a, what a beautiful day you've given us. Thank you for each person here. I thank you for the work you're doing in each person's life, Lord. Help them in this life. Help each one, each one of us, Lord, to fight that good fight. In Jesus' name, amen.